0: Welcome to Geek Out with Angie Feeder Sutton, an ongoing discussion on geeky topics. And we have our last round for this year's Paleyfest Fall TV previews.
1: We're gonna go to Elk Grove, Michigan. That's my hometown. Put an end to this horse, Bucky, once and for all.
0: In this episode of Geek Out, it's the red carpet interviews for the series two premiere of Ash vs. Evil Dead. A continuation of the two Evil Dead movies, the television show follows Ash as he takes up the chainsaw once again to do battle against the Deadites.
2: Lee Majors, and uh, I play uh, Ash's father, which is Bruce Campbell's father.
0: And uh, can you tell us a little bit about the character, I'm assuming it being you, that he's a bit of a badass?
2: Well, I could tell you, but you could see it tonight, but uh, he he doesn't like his son, you know, he thinks his son had something to do with his daughter's death, and so when he comes back to town, he doesn't want him there, and you'll be able to see that tonight, but uh, I just think it's, uh, Bruce is an underrated actor, he's very funny, he can handle anything, and he throws the lines out, and also, uh, you know, I, I saw him in Burn Notice, and he can do drama. He can do it all, so he's, uh, it's a joy to work with him. So. Is it good to
0: be back in the TV saddle?
2: Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I'm going to. I probably want to do one more series as it is, anyway. Not, not, not this one. I mean, I'm just guessing, more or less, on <laughs> this one. Uh, of course, they, they're using me quite a bit, for this, just to build their show up, you know. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite
0: part of of being the guest star?
2: Uh, Well, trying to make out with Lizzie, uh, I tried to pick up Lucy Lawless in a bar, but it didn't work.
0: (laughs) The question I ask all of my things, as you can see, we're a genre uh, media. Um, Genre has become very much more popular in the last couple of years. Um, It
2: used to be a... The dead thing's going. dead thing's big now, isn't it? That's what I was going to say. Dead 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 this, dead that. I think I'm going to do a little film at the end of October called Dead Rising. I think it's off the video game. Yeah. you get a lot of dead parts now, <laughs> as long as it ain't me.
0: Exactly. In your opinion, what do you think uh, is the reason it's become so popular to, for genre?
2: Well, the kids love the horror. They love horror films. They love to be scared. I know when I was little, I would go to the theater and see uh, one every now and then come to town and, and hide under the seat. And uh, you always remember them. You know, you remember them for days and weeks. <laughs> and I think, I think kids just I love the genre. They just they they hook onto those things and they they have this cult group of fans that follow all these horror movies. I mean, The Walking Dead, it's been on forever, hasn't it? Well, and you have your own cult fans, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but mine are more uh, family oriented fans, from Big Valley to Six Million Dollar Man and Fall Guy and a bunch of other shows. But uh so we never get to show any blood. <laughs> Any, anything about this part that
0: was different than you've done
2: before in terms of acting? Flattered in blood is all. And that's about it. I mean, uh, it was interesting to see how they did do all the uh, uh, special effects. You know, with the the deadites they call them, that are different and weird and crazy and scary. So, but uh, I, I, it was just the cinematography on this show uh, uh, is just wonderful. Uh, so it's, I think it's a. And Ted Ramey, I always wanted to work with Ted Ramey. Uh, I didn't get to work with him, but maybe in the future. But not Ted, I meant Sam. But they come in a package. Ted's coming. Ted, <laughs> and what a package that is. I mean, wait, to get, wait till Ted gets up here. He's a very funny guy. The whole cast is just marvelous to work with.
3: Uh, my name is Ted Ramey. I play Chet Kaminsky, Ash's oldest and dearest pal from high school.
0: And I must say, one of the first things I wrote when I was writing up that this was announced was, when were you going to be on? I'm glad to see that you're finally here.
3: Uh, thank you, me too.
0: Um, aside from the usual standard that you're, you know, in a lot of Sam Raimi productions, what brought you to the role?
3: Uh, well, it really, the role came, uh, came to me. I didn't come to it so much. Um, I started doing this 30 years ago when I was a kid, and uh, I've done a million things since then, and this sort of pulled me back.
0: Are you playing just one character or are you going to be like multiple characters like you did in the movie?
3: Oh, well, the, the answer to that is none of your damn business. <laughs> get the damn stars app. What do you want? What do I look like? A show blower? Is that what you think I am? Screwing everything up? No. You got to get the app, kid. Get the app.
0: <laughs> um, is there anything you can tell us about the upcoming season that you can tease?
3: Nope. Get the app. <laughs> Go subscribe. Go, they have it on Amazon. What can I tell you? I will tell you this. Um, Ash does go back to his hometown of Elk Grove, Michigan to fight evil there with Kelly and um, Pablo and he also meets his new, his oldest but now again new friend Chet Kaminsky played by me and uh, there there's more blood, more gore and more comedy than ever before so there's all that.
0: And then this is something I ask all the actors I interview, uh, this has become very much more popular in the last couple of years. It used to be only a niche thing. This was a very, you know, the original Evil Dead movies were very much a cult thing. Now, you know, everybody watches it and all that. In your personal opinion, why do you think it's become so popular lately?
3: Um, I think it's cyclical. It's just that simple. It's a cyclical thing. Look, I mean, in a couple, three, five years, this will be on the outs. And people, like, say, I don't know, um, Robert Downey Jr. won't give a crap about thinking about horror picture, but they'll, but uh, it, I'll still love it, and I'll still be in it, and all of us in the trenches will still be digging it, and so I just think it's a cyclical thing, you know? Comedies are sometimes big, sometimes they're not. Horror's big now, so that's the only reason I can give. I, I don't think it's necessarily the terror of our times, because the horror elements here are so spread out. For example, I would say, you could argue that noir pictures came around because of the horrors of world war ii and yet the the horror films we're seeing now are so multitudinous in style that i can't even figure out what it could possibly be holding them all together as a threat so the answer i can give then is uh simply uh, uh, uh cyclical
0: and then as a personal fan anything else that you're working on
3: <laughs> yes i've got a picture that i'm directing next year Uh, I can't tell you what it is, but um, I start shooting uh, in Michigan and in California in the springtime.
4: Okay, hi, I'm Michelle Hurt, and I play Linda B. on Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2. And you're obviously a new character. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, Linda B. is Ash Williams' high school sweetheart, who's now married to his high school foe, who's the sheriff of town. And you're going to get to know a little bit more about Ash Williams' personal life.
0: So you obviously don't like Ash?
4: Well, I don't know. I was his girlfriend. Like I said. <laughs> Aww, that what is not to like about Ash Williams? He's one of the most charismatic characters on TV.
0: What are you talking about? I am only on Ash Williams' side. <laughs> um. Tell me a little bit about what Drew you at the part. Well,
4: truthfully, I often play, um, I'm on procedurals a lot. I play a lot of cops, lawyers, you know, detectives. I do a lot of exposition. I'm g- generally doing drama. Uh, so the opportunity to do a genre work like this, a horror comedy um, with someone as skilled as uh, Bruce Campbell, was literally a gift. I mean, I, it, it was something that I couldn't really turn down. Um, it, it, it literally, um, like walking on set, the first day and seeing all the people who work behind the scenes, the people who make the uh, deadites, the ones who make the puppeteers, the ones that make the gore and all that kind of like different stuff. It, it's art. It, it actually is art, and uh, and it's um, it fulfills a, a part of me as an artist that I haven't had for a while.
2: One
0: of the things I like to explore is the female roles, especially in yes. genre, which are you know have not had exactly the best not so representation. Much. Yep. Um, in addition, here obviously of color, which is even like a two strikes. Right down here. (laughs) Um, In your opinion, is this role better or worse? Oh, I think,
4: oh no, I I think absolutely, I think they really did a good job with, uh, you know, honestly, the women on this show are represented rather well, you know, Dana and Lucy and I really get to, um, you know, we get to show our strength, we get to show diversity, we get to show um, choices, and we're not just sort of tunneled into a certain thing, Uh, we really get to... um, Uh, show the the strengths and the diversity of women and women of color so I I was really happy about it very happy and I do look out for those sort of things I I I almost can't help it because I am a woman of color that I seek that kind of stuff. (laughs) Do
0: you get to kick butt in this upcoming season?
4: um, Yes
0: can you tell us more?
4: Um, <laughs> is I is that a spoiler? Well, I can't tell you too much, but I think uh, Linda is put in a position where she has to make a choice as to how she's going to handle it, and I think as a woman, she rises to the occasion.
0: And uh, something I've asked um, all the actors anytime I interview, sci-fi for me has a subset horror for me, which is obviously why we're here. Uh, both sci-fi and horror, as you said, are genre shows. Uh, for the longest time, they were very much cult audiences. Only, uh, you know, you were a geek and, you know, and, and last few years, um, it's been now kind of chic to be geek. That's um, right. In your opinion, why do you think that's so? Uh,
4: Why do I think it's chic to be a geek? Um, I think that the genre work, you know, it's interesting that we were talking about women and uh, diversity because I feel like in this kind of genre work, it enables us to to, uh, come up in in center. Sometimes in the things that are more mainstream, we're sort of uh, uh, delegated to the side, to the wife, to the girlfriend, to the... Um, uh, helpless uh, ingenue. In sci-fi and horror, we really get to become strong and become the saviors and become the um, unexpected um, heroes. So I think that might be one of the reasons because we're all getting our voices back, or or at least people are hearing us a bit more, um, women in in general. Uh, so I think maybe that's one, one of the reasons why it's becoming a bit more chic, uh, because we're becoming a bit more inclusive. And um, you know, for myself as a, uh, uh, you know, as a woman of color, I, I struggle with watching shows where I am not represented. And um, I appreciate that on shows like this, in this genre world, there are more diverse visuals, male and female, for me to see myself represented. And I think that's one of the reasons that it's becoming more front and center.
5: Hi, I'm Dana DiLorenzo, and I'm playing Kelly Maxwell on Ash vs Evil Dead.
0: And for those who have woefully not seen the show, tell us a little about your character.
5: First of all, if you haven't seen it, get on it. What are you doing? The Blu-ray and DVD is out already. Most of it is sold out of places, so you better get on it. Number one. Um, number two. Who who I'm uh, who I'm playing? Is that what you asked? Um, Kelly is the ferocious, fierce sidekick to Ash, and Pablo's best friend. Um, She is a rock and roll wild child, the kind of girl who is not afraid to smoke weed out of a double barrel shotgun, and pulverize a deadite face with kitchen utensils. Um, She goes through a lot season one, uh, I, from from watching her mother put a fork through father's eye, spoiler alert, um, oh, and getting possessed and then being regurgitated out of a cabin. So at the start of season two, she has so much pent-up rage and she has only one mission, which is revenge. She is ready to kick evil's ass back to hell and nothing will get in her way except her own blinders of, of the mission uh, and and you see her struggle with trying to balance the relationship with Pablo and where that's going and also kind of being that the daughter that Ash never had where she's they're really good together when they're on the same page but when they butt heads man do they butt hard so she flies the coop for a minute because she gets tired of waiting around and she teams up with Ruby who's taking action against evil and With Ruby's encouragement, Kelly starts to forge her own path. So anyone dead or alive better stay out of her way.
0: Awesome. Well, I must admit, when I recapped the first episode, I didn't get—I didn't have time to recap the rest of the season. I gave you guys very much props. No, I really hope
5: I didn't ruin it. I'm so no, sorry. No that's,
0: no, that's okay. It's their own fault, but if it's out it on it is movie, your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> but no, I—I I, I thought you did a great job, especially since in horror movies, um, women aren't always the best represented, especially in genre, especially in horror. Um, they're, you know, unless you're the final girl. Um, <laughs> um, and I was surprisingly impressed with how different your character was. And in terms so of female sure. representation, you no, was that what drew, yeah, I mean? Absolutely.
5: I mean, any time that that <laughs> in this business when we are writing strong female characters, I am drawn to it. Um, I never thought I was gonna. Uh, there was a chance in hell I was gonna oh. get this job, but I loved the role. So when I got the job, I was so delighted and and knew i was in such good hands because the creators sam raimi rob Tappert, bruce campbell um and the showrunner craig DiGregorio gregorio knew the importance especially with a character like ash williams who you love him and his antics but his views on women are a little antiquated so you needed a strong woman to be able to stand up to him and call him out on his bs um but also like you said within the genre to to no longer uh prolong this idea of a woman being the kind of girl that's running into the woods naked because she hears a noise and then is falling. And you know what I mean? She's, we, we need to, refl- Oh, sorry, we need to reflect society and we need women to be these strong characters who are going to take a deli slicer to a deadite face, who are not afraid to get their hands dirty. But what I love most about Kelly is that she's real. She's not afraid to show her fear. She's just a normal person. So when she's scared, she is, you see that she's scared. But she pushes through those fears, and I think that's what makes her a hero because she, she is pushing through the fears in order to, to, to become better at being an evil ass kicker. And there is plenty more of where that came from in season two, uh, and I'm very, very proud of it.
0: Well, that leads to the next question. Anything you can tease us about season two that's here's not spoiler?
5: I, okay, here's what I can tease that's not spoiler. Um, okay, in no random order. In general, uh, the most dangerous villain, in evil that history, the most disgustingly horrific yet oddly hilarious fight that Ash has ever been in, and there is a puppet, and there was a scene with Kelly and the puppet, and that is all I can say. I'm assuming an evil puppet. Why would you think that? <laughs> What? Because puppets overall are inherently evil, especially in horror. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I have no idea. Yeah, well, you're, you know what? You might be right. You might be right. You might have a, an instinct there.
0: And then one question I ask everybody, genre which has been uh, up until a few years ago very niche, very cult, especially with Army of Dark, you know, Evil Dead sure. movies. But lately it's you know become a lot more popular. It's, it's okay to admit you like geek stuff. You know, it's chic well, to be geek. Absolutely, it is. That's, I love that chic to be geek. It is. In your opinion, why do you think that's true?
5: Because I think the geeks uh, quote unquote have been onto it all along I think people I, I, I have been a geek my entire life I know that sounds so trite these days but I mean I grew up like reading goosebumps and and being the kid that was uh, harassed and made fun of and I think that what, what isn't cool is actually cool until everyone gets on board and and, and I think that that is why um, show like the, the the for example using this show um, with a fan base that spans 30 years, Maybe it's, it's not the, the, the highest grossing film of all time, but the people in the know who were, were onto it from the start, ha, it has now grown into this cult following and this amazing fan base that is the sole reason that I am standing here today on the show. So I feel like geeks have tastes and people need to, to respect and get on board and accept it. And I think everyone is a little bit of a geek and there's nothing wrong with that. Hello, I'm Ray Santiago, and I play Pablo Simon Bolivar. Uh,
0: for the woeful people who have not seen the show, tell us a little bit about your character. Uh,
6: Pablo is uh, Ash's really good friend and uh, gets roped into pursuing the evil dead force with Ash, uh, and he becomes his loyal sidekick. Pablo has the ability to look past people's flaws and believes that Ash is the man to save the world. We've created a term called the Hefe, which... Uh, are men who were once designated to save the world in the past Um, and I believe that that, uh, Ash is a jefe and together with Kelly the um, badass girl next door who works at the value stop with us we go on this journey to save the world from deadites and the evil force and uh, at the end of season one we find Pablo in a very I don't know uncomfortable situation where he's forced to birth demons out of his mouth Never thought I'd have a birthing scene like that. Preferred that it was out of my mouth instead of the other hole. Um, but uh, season two, we will find Pablo uh, suffering from the trauma of what happened in the cabin last season and uh, dealing a little bit with the darker visions that he is faced with and the undeniable connection to the Necronomicon. This season, we also sort of get a sense of, of the fact that these uh, guys are a family and that without each other, they cannot survive. But together, this motley crew of dysfunctional human beings has come together to form the ultimate monster fighting squad
0: so much to want to follow up on that line <laughs> um first of all that implies you've
6: had a birth scene before uh, uh, uh i've never had a birth scene birthing scene before but i have had a scene where i watched someone give birth and i was uh so yeah so i was yeah so this was this was just it was just weird it was weird
0: okay i'll follow up actually with a more serious question um at the end you talk about you know the, the concept of found family, which you brought up in the last part of your quote, yes. that's been a, a kind of a new trend in in, in movies and TV show. Of uh, you know, the, the Ghostbusters reboot was built on the concept of found family. There's been several others. Was that something that you know they were trying to strive for from some of the beginning, as far as you know?
6: I think they realized that Ash could only survive so long without people to care about and to take care of him. After all, he is getting older and he's going to need us to wheel him in the wheelchair and pull the chainsaw string for him eventually. But no, I think what they wanted to do was take the idea of the Evil Dead and open it up to a whole other generation and a whole other demographic. And what better way to do that than provide us with some fun, bloody content uh, for the family family fun and safe bloody content that's what this show is I've met 10 year olds who watch this show and I've met 55 year old who watch it with their wife so everyone watches this show from all ages all colors and you know stars I say I would say is responsible for creating this multicultural family of the crazy italian-american girl and the and the Latino guy with the big hair and the three mustaches on his face I mean we look like he we look like the craziest people ever but together we fight evil and we have each other's backs and um, being in New Zealand and shooting the show there we have um, taken that on we've become each other's family and, and looked after each other and had a really wonderful time on and off set.
0: And you kind of brought up that you know, Latino, the diversity of the cast was one of the things that really drew me to the show do you feel that's getting better uh, nowadays?
6: Yeah I do I feel like people are starting to understand that there are other stories that need to be told and that also maybe the stories that they've already told could be told with different shades of people and different kinds of people and people are just sort of getting bored of seeing the same thing. I think that in a time politically where there's so many different issues with race, particularly Latinos and what's happening in the world right now, I think it's important to have a representative, you know, w- with great success comes great responsibility and I find it, you know, my responsibility to try to uh, portray positive Latinos uh, and, and tell their stories, whether they're, they're, you know, positive portrayals or not positive portrayals. All stories have to be told. I mean, you look at something like Night Of, which is a great show, and you look at our show look, I'm sitting here talking about our show like it's rocket science and it's changing the world, but it is slowly but surely because once upon a time you may not have seen a Latino guy to, to be his sidekick. And in 2016, we do have that opportunity. And so I'm super honored that I get the opportunity to do that.
0: The genre has used to be a cult thing. Only certain people w- admitted to being geeks. It's really become popular the late, last few years. It's now chic to be geek, as I like to say. In your opinion, why do you think that
6: is? Well, you know, I used to say like like if if I can make you laugh, if I can if I can make you laugh, I can make you cry. So if I can laugh with you, I can cry with you. And I think we should extend that to if I can scare you, then I can love you. I think people people are invested in being scared and they also want Things to care about. They want, um, we are so um, over, des- we're so desensitized and we're so fed uh, so much content that we need more. And so people are finding what they want and it's like the modern day collectible.
1: Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Good, good. good. Uh, Bruce
6: Campbell's my name.
0: <laughs>
1: Killing demons is my game.
0: Awesome. That, that is awesome. Um, we'll start out with the, the tougher question first. Um, it's you know, when Are last year, really ju- yes, it, see. when you started Ash versus Evil Dead, it had been a while since you'd revisit the character. To say it nicely, long, you even a make a joke about well, it, it in the first episode.
1: Years since Army of Darkness.
0: What made you decide to try and bring it back?
1: Uh, the fans wouldn't shut up about it. I got sick of hearing the question. I mean, it really it was part of it. Um, and also, you know, Sam was considering writing another movie, but it was Rob Tappert and I that sat him down and were like, look. TVs better a better fit for this stars will give us unrestricted content um, we can develop the character and the story much bigger and you don't it's you're not rolling the dice on one weekend you know if Sam makes big movies now are we gonna how's he gonna going backwards is tough for directors when you've been used to having all the toys and the time now to come back go okay Sam back to handheld cameras with you know, you throw the blood and there's like a crew of eight people. It's not going to happen. So I've just, I had finished Burn Notice, you know, seven years on that. Rob Tappert had worked with stars on Spartacus. So it all, it all just made sense. It, and, and, um, and now I'm really glad we did. Somebody asked a question today. They said, aren't you getting bored playing the character over and over again? I said, this is just getting good you know you make three movies we made one every decade we did one in the 70s one in the 80s one in the 90s it's been 25 years so sam's done a lot of movies in 25 years i've done a lot of movies in tv we're better now we're we have like skills you know and we have confidence and that's half half of the battle so that's was one of the reasons why i was appealing i feel like george lucas i can go back and fix ash
0: Having covered theater before this and having seen Evil Dead the musical, are we going to see a musical episode by any chance?
1: Never say never. If Xena had a musical episode, this could too because if you see the musical, Evil Dead the musical, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I thought they really captured the spirit of it. So, who knows? We'll probably make more movies now. If you know, if this stays on the air for a while and gets back into people's consciousness, then anything is possible.
0: And anything you can tell us about the upcoming season?
1: Uh, There's some holy moments. Uh, Like, is that the character I really think I'm seeing? So we have some throwback characters this year. Um, We have several, I'd say more than one of the most ridiculous sequences I've ever been a part of filming.
0: And then one final question, I ask this of everybody, as a genre site, uh, genre has become very popular in the last few years. It used to be only a cult thing. Why do you think in your person uh, has it become so popular lately?
1: Um, well, we can credit a lot of shows like Walking Dead that have gotten so popular, you can't hide it. And horror is out of the closet is really how I, I look at it. Um, we were banned. The first, Evil Dead just recently became unbanned in Germany. I mean, after 30 years, it's ridiculous. So it's just another genre. It's, there's nothing, it's not a bad genre. It's not, it's not gonna hurt our children any more than making them believe that a, a guy can fly, you know, so, I don't know, I'm, I'm enjoying the, um, I'm enjoying the fact that people have accepted it, you know, and, and that they seem to be willing to, to watch what we give them, so let's see. The second season
0: of Ash vs. Evil Dead premieres October 2nd on Stars. For more information about the show, visit the Stars website, which will be linked in the show notes. Up next is the red carpet of the genre parody, Unbelievable, shouting intentional because there are five, count them five, exclamation points in that title, where I got to interview several of the actors who appeared in the film, many of which you may probably recognize better from the Star Trek universe. Until next time, stay geeky. Thanks for listening to Geek Out with Angie Feeler Sutton. The theme song is Schoolyard Haze by Jerry Pitkin, available via the Free Music Archive. The podcast is recorded in partnership with Sci-Fi for Me Radio and released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial share-alike license. Links for more information
1: on all this are available on AngieFSutton.com.